0: Now and again is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network for all things cage, Keanu, and more. Head on over to cageclub.me. That is (laughs) cageclub.me. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. We are back and live at Camp Cage Club, mm. bringing you a in-person episode of Now and Again slash The Emotion Minute. This is the Snap Reactions to Dedicated, and I'm with Nico Vassillo and King of the King of the Podcast Network. <laughs> Joey Lewandowski. I
1: have a question. Like, yeah? How many episodes have we done that are not in person? Like, how many times have you not been present when recording? Because, I mean, technically, we're all always in
2: person with ourselves.
0: Sure. Are we counting the...
2: Well, you're getting that heady 40 seconds into this podcast? Well, I mean, it's still sex if you're masturbating.
0: Yeah, and uh, we are all three sheets of the wind, so this should be a pretty great episode. But are you to answer your question, are we talking about episodes um, in the the early seasons when you weren't there or since, like, the official run of the show was started? Sorry to everyone who was on the earlier episodes.
1: You know, because, you know, here's the thing. I actually... It's really funny. So um, with everything going on with the network and Joey building... His his mighty empire, his empire yeah. my shows. I'm tipping it's... my cap to you. <laughs> I've been asking so many questions about what's this and what's that, and I do a lot of research, and I'm sure you've all caught that by now, and I like to go back through the episodes and take a look at things, and I recently counted how many episodes I've been on. And uh, I believe this is my 115th episode, and so it's yeah. really exciting. And I checked just how many episodes of Now and Again I'm not on. Uh, 18? You can definitely count it if you get naked. And What? So...
0: Toes... Oh, yeah, yeah. A little okay. bit more than Fingers and Toes, yeah. Yeah,
1: you can get to 21. And yeah. so, it's one of those things where, like, I, I know it's definitely less than that, and I try and think about the episodes that I'm not on, because, like, when I talk to people about the show, I'm like, I'm not on some of the early ones, but you should still definitely check them out. And They're then the bad
2: like, ones, and I'm saying that because I'm on the early ones. Don't listen to episode mine. three, I believe.
1: That's the only thing that I really want. like, so many of the early episodes, the people, like, the first, and they say, hey, I'm Chris's friend, I don't like music.
2: <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, yeah, like me.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of like that's that's an interesting way to.
2: Uh I was like, this is not what this podcast
0: should be at all. Well, I mean, it was a different, and this is fun because you know the thousandth episode. Did what did you draw this? Uh, you no. no, I saw that previously. I didn't um, draw the dick. But. There's a penis on Joey's. Uh, Joey wants to play the uh, Carly Mae Madness. I uh, was
2: going to email it in. I was like, wait, we're going to record an episode yeah. tomorrow. I mean, it looks like mine, but I definitely didn't draw it. Right. My balls hang lower.
0: Yeah, uh, mine doesn't quite hook to the right that much. Um, oh,
1: mine's definitely completely straight.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Um, so that's the
2: only straight the early episode.
0: The early episodes, I think, were about something different. The original idea for the show was to be like, "What's your connection to pop music from this era?" But like, at a certain point, like everyone's the same age, so like you're going to hit a point where just it's no one has a connection to pop music anymore.
2: Well, there is. I mean, I think the early episodes were worth it for that one story that Joe Two told you about. Meeting somebody on a, on a ship? What was that story? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a story that That was actually before I,
0: I mean, kind of, we're having a first time meeting here. Oh, yeah, I've never met I Nico remember meeting Joe too for the first time, like, a l- year and a half ago, probably. Maybe. Great, love him. But well, this is the first time Nico and Joey have ever been in the same physical of location. Like the, of like
2: th- Nico's probably one of the three people on the planet that I talk to more than anybody else. Yeah, yeah and definitely. And I've, I've never met him.
1: And what's really, it's so crazy, because you're saying, you know, one of the things is, I try and associate things and create mental images, especially of people that I haven't met, so that I have a strong idea of what you look like and what you move like. I am
2: somebody and who... And what I sound like.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm like one of the, I'm somebody who I think meeting me in person enhances the experience. There's a lot of people for whom being in person with them makes no difference. Yeah. But my gesticulation is a huge part of who I am. So I try and... Well, like I just saw you dancing while Chris is talking to no music. There's no music.
0: No music. Uh, Only in music my, in your head.
1: I am dancing to Here Come the Hot Stepper in my head. Because that's a song that I bring up a lot, and Kevo just mentioned me that it's playing outside. Sure. And so, in my head, I'm just dancing the haircut. I am the lyrical gangster. Murderer. So, I... Uh, yeah, I just think this has been such a fascinating thing, because when you say that I am exclusively uh, a bundle of uh, relationships with pop music, it, it really is true. One of the things that I think is so funny about this whole experience and this whole project is all the ways in which that we never talk about pop music... All the ways in which the way we talk about pop music is always about a bigger context because not right. only can I not stay on topic, but what we're actually trying to discuss is we're trying to discuss the larger cultural impact of pop music as it shaped us, as it shaped the world, as it was a reflection of the world. You know, one of the big things is we're coming up on an episode that's going to feature the first appearance of Christina Aguilera. At this point, Britney Spears has already had 11. 11- Christina has
2: not been on it now yet? She has not. Has she been only
0: been now. in the, uh, the omissions?
1: She's only been in the omissions. It was something we discovered. Wow, remember in- the omissions?
0: Go back to like episode. 13 of this show, folks. Right?
1: And if you go back to the episode where we did all of the uh, the statistics, right. she has had no appearances, but she's finally going to appear with Ain't No Other Man. Wait, mm. Genie
2: on the Bottle was not on now? Genie, that's, that's even what I'm getting at. That was an
0: exclusion, and um, Lady Marmalade was an exclusion, or an <laughs> omission, I'm sorry.
1: And Britney Spears has appeared 12 times. Are we really saying that Britney Spears has been 12 times more successful than Christina Aguilera? I would say she has been at least a bit more successful. I'd give six. But I, I don't know that I would give it 12. No. And that is so much what we're talking about here. No one is saying that anybody doesn't have a relationship with pop music in a general sense. We, we can't escape it. Our lives are dictated by, pop, by popular culture in so many ways. But one of the things I'm walking away from this with is we all experience pop music in different ways because I've been sitting here going, where the fuck is Christina Aguilera? Right. And both of you were just like, wait a minute, no Christina? And I'm like, I've said it six times.
0: <laughs> Not wrong.
1: Oh, that's it. I don't have more.
0: Okay, cool. Um, well, I mean, do we want to talk? What we're here for is to talk dedicated. The Wait, new before Carly that, Jeff let me, do the, let me yeah, do the March Madness. I was going to say that, okay. Joey wants you to know what his bracket looked like. So I'm,
2: so. I'm just going to do my Elite Eight because Can I you feel like... do this as Brack from Space Ghost?
0: Oh, that would be really good.
2: Actually, I'll just do my final four, because you guys did a you whole... You know that Randy
0: Savage played, uh, Ghost... What's the Ghost? Space Ghost. I was gonna call him Ghost Dad, but Ghost Dad That's is... Ghost Coast to Coast? Ghost Dad. The the dad of Bill Space Cosby? Ghost. No, Randy Savage.
2: Well, Bill Cosby's in a movie called Ghost Dad. Oh,
0: well, he is, but the, the but, dad of Space Ghost is played by Randy Savage, R.I.P.D. Wait,
2: that was a wrestler, right?
0: Yes. Macho Man, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wait, the Macho Man and Randy Savage are one person. They are the same the person, yeah! Macho Man and Randy Savage. Yeah. Okay, this whole time i thought Macho Man and Randy Savage were two people that fought, or were like a tag team. No,
0: they were the same person.
1: Because I thought it was like Macho and Savage. Nope. Like so he had two nicknames. Well, no, his name was Randy Savage. The Macho Man, macho comma Man.
0: Randy Savage. Was sure. his
1: legal name Randy Savage?
0: Uh, no, that was his wrestling name.
1: Okay, so he had two nicknames.
0: Well, most wrestlers have a different stage name.
1: I mean, but is it like one of those things where his last name was like Suave? Paffo. That's not even ex- unacceptable. I don't. I don't. Sorry he's dead, but he made bad decisions in life.
0: Really? You you wanted to keep Poffo to go into the wrestling industry?
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm Poffo-Boffo, and, and <laughs> I'm, I'm Puffo buffo and I'm... A- that's, a
0: cl- that's a clown. That's a buff clown at a circus.
2: <laughs> it's Carrot Top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> So Sorry, I'm, gonna, Joey. I'm gonna do my final four. He just wants because to do this spend, so badly. Well, because you—the last episode you was a 40-minute episode. You did half an hour on the bracket, and like your buddy Four Push, your European correspondent, you're like, "Hey, we've got like four sentences about warm blood. We don't like it. Next."
0: That's not a correct representation. It's of not
2: it. incorrect. We liked it. Well, I mean, I do think about 20
1: minutes got dedicated to creating random characters that all got cut.
0: No, that's a different episode coming soon. Oh. Coming soon.
1: So exciting! But I, I did actually think the brackets were a lot of fun. There's something they really statistician like about mm-hmm. this show. So please um, impress us with your statistics. Well, my final
2: four mm-hmm. are "Cut to the Feeling," good, of "Good course. "Run Away with Me." Yep, yep. Too much. Okay. Yep. Because that's again sort of like Carly. Like that's Carly's the modern there, yeah. with, that's me? The, with me and favorite color.
0: Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's the Cinderella run, horse. but I'm into it. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I did too much over favorite color because I think that's just again in my brain. Same. Samey. The stunning upset cut cuts to the feeling, feeling. over runaway away and with me and then my favorite song on the bracket cuts to the feeling
0: wow okay
2: so we have three different favorite songs and Carly has a four including oh, no.
0: Carly
1: cause yours is run away with me oh no and mine was emotion emotion and Carly's was too, too much. much and, and yours cuts is cut to the feeling yeah so this is actually really great, and I do it's love that. I do it's beautiful.
0: It's like the primary colors of Carly Rae Jepsen. Right? Cause it's like, like the favorite colors of Carly
2: Rae Jepsen. Oh.
1: When you try and sit down and you're like, Ooh. I'm going to talk about my favorite LFO song. It's Summer Girls. And, like, you know, no one's ever like, girl on TV. Fuck you. Actually, two of the guys from LFO are dead, so pour one out
0: Yeah, R.I.P.D.
1: But, you know, and... Two of three, right? They're almost yeah, all gone. two of three, and whatever... L and F are... He's, a, he's, he's a an endangered species. D- d- oh. d- whatever cancer didn't take... I Can't think of his name. Oh, this joke would have been so funny <laughs> if he just gotten me. Um, who's the guy that who's the guy that raped them all?
0: <laughs> oh, uh Lou Pearlman. Yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh, I just felt so. Um, and whatever cancer didn't take Lou Pearlman did. Edit that good. So.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's getting all of that is cut. That's cool. the end of the episode. If you're, if you if, if you heard that, then you're a dedicated listener.
2: Um. Well, speaking of dedicated, wink.
0: Oh, good transition. That's why
2: you're the head of the podcasting network, baby.
0: So let's talk about Snap reactions to get to dedicated. It's been out about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah. We've been listening to it pretty nonstop. How many times have you listened to it? Would
2: you say in in total eight. Yeah, that's probably about right. Oh, boy. (laughs) 18?
0: 800?
2: Like, let's just go with 30. Okay. Okay. Let's, like, go with the generous 30. Well, Chris and I listened to it this morning.
0: Yeah, we did. Um, Something I learned, and I'm going to throw this out there, um, but we're going to talk about the full thing that we have. Um, Apparently, the actual album ends at track 13, Real Love, and For Sure and Party For One are bonus tracks, but every possible, like, way you can get it right now has that on it. So, like... It's, it's all the special edition right now. And only if you get it on vinyl do you get, like, the normal album, which means you're getting less... Which is kind of weird. So we're not going to talk about it in that context. We're just going to talk about everything that we have, all 15 songs, going from Julian to Party all for One, all
2: 48 minutes and 37 seconds of I it. Mean. And it is
0: a. F- let's start with that. This is a brisk 49 minutes.
2: Well, what I feel like the, the day this came out, there were a couple other albums that came out. I know this is not a Carli- this is not like a Tyler the Creator podcast, but like Igor came out and a couple other albums yeah. came out that same day. I haven't listened and they were to, all to like the, uh... 45 minutes. I was like, this is great. The Tyler
1: like, the Creator album has some of the best production really, I have like ever. Really fucking really good I haven't
0: listened to the Charlie Bliss album yet because I don't want like, two of my favorite artists to poison each other. So I'm like, I'm really waiting until, like, I'm into Dedicated before I even start that album.
1: I think one of the things... Saying that it's such a brisk 40, 45, 48 minutes, it really helps that every one of the songs is, like, two and a half minutes.
0: Yeah. Which Love is it. It's like, it's like a punk pop album.
1: Yeah, and there's something light about the fact that I think... You know, sometimes when I think about my precious Janet Jackson and I think about some of those songs are like six minutes long. And like, I love the six minute mix of All Right, but I don't know anybody else that wants to listen to six minutes of her voice being auto-tuned by 80s standards, doing funny vocal gymnastics over a vocoder. That's no one's idea of a good time. And there's something really interesting, especially because we're living in an age where what's more important now than album sales is number of streams so if she has shorter songs you stream them quicker Yep. and there's something to the fact that you can get through two plays of this album in an hour and a half and something that Chris and I used to belabor was the fact that 10 years ago every record was 26 tracks ...across four bonus editions. It was two and a half hours long, and you had to have a DVD player <laughs> to hear the last song. Yeah. A,
2: a region-free DVD player. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, you had to make sure that your Blu-ray set was hooked up through HDMI, or it wouldn't work!
0: Put it in your CD-ROM drive and get two extra editions on you your... You have
1: to install QuickTime
0: 4.0. Oh, or a real player.
1: <laughs> oh my god, the real audio files, and you always had to get your parents to put you on adult <sighs> AOL settings, or you couldn't connect outside.
0: Ooh, it's trash. So, I don't want to go track by track, because that's for another day, but what are your standouts so far on this album?
2: Well, I was telling you this morning that there's the four-track-in-a-row section of I'll Be Your Girl to Too Much to The Sound to Automatically Love, which is like the four... I don't want to say the four best songs on the album, but it was like the four best songs on the album that weren't singles. I mean, I would even
0: extend that, because we just recorded the Bracket episode, but I kind of forgot, because I'm not as good with names and stuff like that, um, so I forgot what Feels Right was. But on the write-up, like, I I did Feels Right a disservice in the bracket, because that's a great song. And Right Words, Wrong Time is fantastic, too. So I would even extend that to, like, a six. Happy Not Knowing, too? That's a seven-track run. Honestly...
1: 100%, that is what it is. I've
0: I've said this about emotion. you got that first three, got some dead space, you got that middle three, and then it kind of trails off. Like, this the weakest part of this is the beginning, and the beginning is still strong as hell.
1: I don't know that I think the weakest part is the beginning. I'm going to get booed, I think, a little bit, but I think the part that kind of loses me is a little bit like 11, 12, 13. I don't think that or the feels end, yeah. right, right words, wrong time, or real ever bad songs, but I do think that that's the point at which the album gets a little bit muddy. Okay. I think there is a very clear story from Julian to Too Much. That eight tracks in a row really tells something, and I I, I do feel that, It's the track order that in a lot of ways informs the quality here. Party for One as a statement at the end makes it work so well. Party for One in the middle of this record would have made me slap it. And (laughs) I feel like one of the things about that that comes to mind is when you're saying these things to me and you're saying, um, you know, there's this great run or there's that great run. I'm fascinated to know what would happen if we took this record and we did a dam on it and we said, nope, you have to listen to it backward now. Or <laughs> you're supposed to turn it inside out. I was and like, then, what's, it,
2: what's doing a dam? Oh, right. Uh, but yes, part of
1: One
0: sounds like a pretty decent opener, not going to lie.
1: But as an opener, it totally changes the song. Because, but then
2: Julian as a closer is also kind of great, too. And that's cool. amazing, right? right? Because
1: one of the things about this record is I feel like Emotion told me 15 different women living inside of Carly Rae through a projection on a made up 1986 billboard playlist. It was a very specific throwback take on Rihanna, on Sia, on Adele, on all of these very poppy active women, but there is nothing any other woman about dedicated and in that regard I feel dedicated tells a bit more of a story than the other than than emotion did or emotion side B for that matter. And I feel like Party for One at the End is A realization that if you don't care about her, she's fine. Just jerk off. Just jerk off because Julian really is that I can't get over you. And then Party for One is this realization. Flipping the album makes it less mature. Yeah. And I feel like Julian as a closer is mind-blowing, but it's a sadder note. Hmm. Party for One is a strong statement as a fine, hey, I'm back on my beat. But something about, you know, Julian, you know, I, I need you with every breath I breathe, it's... She's so it's, real, it's kind of a
2: downer of an ending, right? It's yeah. kind of why I feel like the...
1: It's like the end of Requiem to a Dream instead oh, of the end of boy. Wish of Oz.
0: It's kind of why I feel like the, the whole concept of, like, the actual album ends at real love is kind of almost like retconning. What actually happens It's like, oh, we could only fit up to 13. So that's the real album and everything else is a bonus. Because... It feels wrong, because I would say Right Words, Wrong Time, Real Love, For Sure, Party For One, tells its own kind of third act of this album in a really interesting way. And it ending on, we've talked about this before, none of us really loved Party For One on its own. But in the context of it being a last track of Dedicated, it honestly works really well to me. For Sure is probably my least favorite track on the entire thing we have so far, um, and I'm not going to be sad that I missed For Sure and Party For One on the vinyl, but it does really Wait, drops, seem the vinyl to, drops two of them? The vinyl drops two of them, and wow, it comes okay. out next month, I believe. I think you could end on real love, but I think it's a more complete story if you get for sure in part one. There, it's someone who's not ending the place in a lost love kind of thing. It's someone who's ending the place in a comfortable with being single place, and I think that's a better ending for dedicated than real love would be, honestly.
1: And it's really interesting that you say something about the vinyl because there's something about this album that really, this album is all production in a Ooh. lot of fascinating ways. Can we put
0: a pin in that and come back to that? But Absolutely. Let's keep talking about it, but,
1: but, but I just I, wanna, I wanna counter that. I definitely think the production on this album is spectacular. And I'm desperately curious to know how it sounds different on vinyl.
0: Yeah, same. Um, so Emotion on vinyl sounds very similar. Like, I don't think much was done. It's like, it's it's the usual thing from a, uh, a digital recording to, to vinyl. So it's like, oh, it's a little bit warmer on vinyl. But for some reason, I, I really do honestly feel like Side B is mixed differently. or It's just a better pressing or something like that. Like, Side B sounds great on vinyl, and Emotion just sounds like Emotion on vinyl.
1: I know that uh, for the Tori Amos... Special edition vinyls, they did all get remixed. So, and they were remixed by the same people that did the CDs. Okay. So, there is something to people that do nice vinyl pressings of stuff that they want to sell to hipsters at mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble. That's me.
2: If you can sell it to a white guy. It's Urban retro, Outfitters this time. I think the oh, vinyl's true. going straight. Urban there. Outfitters is the exclusive distributor of the Book soundtrack. So, oh, wow. Well,
0: there it, you go. I, I've,
2: for the first time ever, oh. spent a dollar at Urban Outfitters. Hmm.
0: I think I want at least one button-down plaid shirt from them.
1: I feel like I might have bought like like a clearance item at some point. Sure, yeah. Like sometime where I was like, I can I can I can live with the, mm-hmm. the white trash I am for this.
0: So I want to talk about the production on this actually because I think it's fine, but I think it's a massive step down from emotion. And really? there's there's two places in specific uh that I want to talk about that I think well, there's... Okay, so let's talk about the production first and then, then we'll come back to the other point I want to make. But there's two songs on this that I think could be my favorite Carly Rae Jepsen songs of all time if the production was a little more aggressive, actually. And it is...
2: Wait, real quick question. Yeah? Is Run Away With Me your favorite song or is your favorite song on the bracket? Of all time? No, of hers. Yeah, probably. Okay.
1: Probably. Uh, emotion is probably mine. Yeah.
2: I think Cut to the Feeling is mine, too. Okay, continue. Okay, cool, cool. There you go.
0: Um, so, I'm going to start with... Right words, is wrong time. Right words wrong time. Actually that We've sounds been drinking like the at Camp wrong Camp right there. <laughs> Camp Cage Club is a little half in the back, so um, There's
2: a lot of beer outside.
0: I love the dun, dun 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 to right words wrong time. I love that chorus. I think if there was more punch to it, it would be even stronger. But it's kind of a weak little kind of bass punch. In those bump, 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 bump. I think it's almost holding itself
1: back. Do you think that's a little bit of the anachronistic sound that she's always trying to capture, that everything <sighs> sounds a little bit through a lens of zeitgeist?
0: Maybe, but Right Words, Wrong Time is the most modern song. Like, it straight up has a trap beat to it. And I think it works really well in the context of the end of the album as kind of being the most anachronistic, because nothing on this album, as we just talked about, is as um, pace-breaking as Warm Blood or Black Heart. I think this is a more tonally parallel album all the way through. Like, there's no breaks as hard as there are in Emotion.
1: I agree. Although I do think there's a really weird thing, though, about this record that that that's kind of coming out, but it's not coming out. Like, we're all kind of like dancing around it, but we're not saying it. One of the weirder things about this record is that in all the ways that it's a parallel record, I think it's less homogenized in terms of, like, uh, it's, it's Coldplay Syndrome, where we say that Every song on Parachute sounds different, but there's four songs on A Rush of Blood to the Head. I think there's four songs on Emotion, but I think there are 15 songs here. Mm-hmm. And to that end, I actually feel that there are a few songs that are super enhanced by the production. Like, um, I'll Be Your Girl and oh. Want You in My Room. Those Objection! Are the, those are the two songs that I think stand out so well because of the production.
0: So this will transfer into the other thing I was going to talk about. So I feel like she's doing a lot of different styles on this album. And I'll Be Your Girl is a great example of one because I feel like I'll Be Your Girl is somewhere between, like maybe it started off as inspired by The Police, but ended up kind of sounding like a Return of Saturn No Doubt song. Yeah. And the problem is, it's so limp. The, The horns are there, but they barely exist. It needs more instrumentation, like it needs a guitar in there instead it's just like these kind of limp like like boring chords like if this was a fully fleshed out no doubt song with a full band, which is why i'm very excited about seeing her live in two months because i think this song will get one of the biggest improvements live but i just wish the sound the song sounded fuller because the horns like are so limp in the song when we had fucking run away with me which is driven by an incredible incredible sax
1: Okay, I, I see you stopped because my hand went up. No, no, do it. I think I understand what you're saying, and I think it's a genre thing. What I'm hearing is one of the things you don't like about I'll Be Your Girl is that it's a return of Saturn No Doubt song through a Colby Kaleid escape. <laughs> and it's like yeah. literally...
0: I see 30 Starbucks cups shitting yeah. through, through fractals. Yeah.
1: It's some kind of like... It's some kind of, like, Rube Goldberg machine of, um, Latte Gaze.
0: It feels like a MIDI version of a No Doubt song, honestly.
1: But, like, it doesn't have... And you know what's missing from it? What makes up for the lack of instrumentation in a No Doubt song, because they're four very average musicians, (laughs) is that, um... I can already hear Gwen Stefani be like come to bed I'll be your girl.
0: Yep. <laughs> and but I think the horns would be there and up in front. The horns are like hidden behind the entire song until the outro. And I just that could be my favorite I think it's Maybe my favorite song on this album but it could be my favorite carly ray jeff song Jepson song period jeff song jeff song, song. 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 song that's new put it in the urban dictionary yep. uh, it could be my favorite Jepson song and
1: also into the Wawa wikipedia yeah all three of us were just immediately like that's yep. it that was it
0: if only it had some kind of punch behind its its hits and i feel the same way about right words wrong time it hits it's hitting but it's not powerful and i feel like it's for- like it's pulling its punches
1: for me, the song that that was on uh, f- 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 Emotion was I Really Like You. Okay. I Really Like You suffers from something really interesting that, like, Too Much is one of my favorite Car- uh, one of my favorite Carly Rae songs ever. Like, bar none. It's great. What do you think about that video? I haven't watched the video yet. It's a little or weird. Not, not the good. Yeah. I really think that with just the right amount of food dye in the other direction... I'm not sure she's
0: ever done a good video. Sorry. No, she hasn't. No.
1: But the right amount of food dye okay. in the right direction, yeah. it would be a Taylor Swift song
2: this song... Yeah. What do you mean by food dye? I know you mean by food dye, but you just need to
1: color it a little bit differently, like the tone of it. Instead of being this sort of like, I'm 33, this is who I am, I know I'm a little bit too much, but you know what? I'm me, and that's what it is. It would be a much more saccharine, self-considered song. And I think one of the things about this record's production is while it is a really rough width and breadth of sound, by streamlining the production on everything in the way that it did, while I totally get what you're saying, I'll Be Your Girl could have a much more dynamic full sound, making sure that it could be on the same record as Too Much superseded an individual song's need, and I wonder if maybe a single mix would do it a favor, Or, and I know we don't live in the era of single mixes right. anymore, but maybe a single mix or an iTunes EP or... Who the fuck cares? All of these artists now can just be like, hi, it's me, Carly Rae Jepsen. Go on my website and just give me $5 directly and I'm going to send you 36 songs. Fuck the labels. I'm like, who's going to stop her?
0: Am I wrong in thinking that it's very ska-inspired just from its, its, oh, its creation? It's, it feels That's why initially I thought it was police and I want to actually segue into this um, this kind of idea that I have. Like, I feel like that was very police-inspired and I feel like there's a lot of songs on this that are... Let's say Emotion was kind of feeding off of a... Cyndi Lauper, uh, who, Tiffany, kind of mall pop, maybe, kind of sound. And this one is all over the place. Like, yeah. I would argue, yeah, I, I already mentioned the thing. But all over the, the place in a good way. Oh, 100%. And that, I, I do, even though I feel like it has more inspirations, it sounds like a more cohesive album. And Nico, I want to send you this question. I think in that Bracket uh, video with, that she did with BuzzFeed, she referred to Automatically in Love as her Mariah song. Now, no one in this room is going to argue that vocally, she's approaching Mariah in any way. We've always kind of said Carly's not the best. Excuse me, I would like to
2: make a... I don't.
0: Okay, so tonally, do you think that Automatically in Love kind of is a Mariah song? Like, does she she hit the notes of style cover that we've kind of talked about previously?
1: Can I be needlessly complicated and relay back a series of thoughts that expresses my
2: answer? Oh, so you mean like, can you... Do what everybody does on a podcast? Anyone guess, who is still listening to. is fine with that, okay. I'm pretty sure.
1: So, so um, if I'm not mistaken, you are a gentleman who – uh, Chris, you are a gentleman who loves things of Lost, and yeah. Joey, you are a very big Lost person. Yes. Okay. Ooh, I'm now, excited for where this is going. the writers of Lost, or two of the main writers from Lost, would go on to create, showrun, headwrite, and executive produce Once Upon a Time for Disney. I have now seen every episode of both shows. And I can comfortably tell you, thematically, if you're looking for an emotional successor to Lost that hits a lot of the same notes and a lot of the same beats, Once Upon a Time is a perfect show for you. If what you want is that sort of interconnected interplay of happenstance told in a disjointed past-present-future sidestepping reality sort of way, Once Upon a Time is Lost without any of the trial and error.
0: I'm going to dub that, much like I coined Latte is. I'm going to dub that... Romantic whimsy.
1: I love that. Romantic whimsy. So in a lot of ways, I did not care for Lost as much as I know you two did. I like Once Upon a Time a lot. Kevin loves Once Upon a Time and he loves Lost. Mm-hmm. Thematically, I see how they're connected. I would never ever say that Once Upon a Time is like Lost.
0: Okay. But
1: I understand how thematically yeah. they share certain things. I think a show that is a lot more like Lost would be... Um, oh my God, and it just jumped out of my head now I wish I was dead.
2: Who's in it? What's it, it? What is it? You're so much fun. Um, well, I mean, Lost is also like, like the Leftovers is like refined Lost. Like it's darker, depressing Lost, but it's right. also like Lindelof, that's, like we know you had questions, but we're not answering the questions. now. Okay. We're, we're doing the existential, we don't know what's happening, but just know from the jump that you're not going to get answers. Okay.
1: Right, and you know, that's, that's a perfect example. There were better shows to say are Lost-like. They're, oh, My New Lost, My New Lost. But, a lot of people say to me, when I say, how has Supernatural been on the air for 15 years, they say to me, well, the X-Files got nine, and I'm like, yes, but if you're comparing the X-Files to Supernatural, you're missing the point. But maybe they're not, and maybe for a lot of people, the things that they extrapolate from the X-Files are all the things that they need to extrapolate out of Supernatural. I personally do not believe that it is a Mariah song. Okay. But, for Carly Rae, as a songwriter, and as a performer, I
2: forgot that was the question. (laughs) If
1: she's able to... Find her, Mariah, in that song. Then who the fuck am I to criticize?
0: I, I, I mean, from my limited knowledge, the chorus does feel like it could have been a Mariah song that never made Butterfly or something like that.
1: It. Uh, you know what? I, th- I, I think
0: I think there's more soul to the melody of that chorus, like going up and then coming back. I can't. I'm not gonna try to sing when I'm drunk as shit. But like going up and coming down feels a little Mariah-esque. But it's. I mean, like no, she's not in that like octave fucking spread it's, that but obviously now I can't
1: even get there anymore it's it's about Every Mariah, so Mariah songs use a lot of sevenths, and they use a lot of minor progressions, and she loves to hit a diminished chord on the way up and down, and I, I think it's a great song, but it's, it's their ish
0: Okay, I mean, and I think that is the best you can hope for between the style of pop between Carly Rae, Jep Song, and Mariah Carey, is like, they're not the same. But if she's kind of doing her own style cover, much like she's very much doing her own style cover in, I think, what is maybe the most contentious song on this album, which is everything he needs, like, that is just a Hollow & song.
2: Oh, 100%. He eats meat. He eats meat. He eats meat. He yeah, eats that's, meat. Yeah, that's all we
1: saying as well at home. He eats meat. I oh, you didn't eat see that. Meat. Nico
2: messaged that to us on Facebook. I was just like, oh, I can't not hear that. No. You can't oh, hear no. It. He
0: eats meat.
2: He, he eats, eats, me. Me. Well, he I've eats meat. Well, he's been poisoned he forever. He now. Also, for what he it's worth, meat. I think the closest thing to Lost right now is probably The Good Place. That is such a great
1: example of a show that is thematically connected to Lost in, in, in that same kind of mirage. Like it's, it's not
2: Lost at all, but it's Lost. Yeah,
1: I love The Good Place so much. It's okay. So
2: um, holy forking shirt balls! Holy
1: forking shirt balls! And every time Chidi takes off his shirt, woof, that man is ripped.
2: They just did an interview. Uh, Alan Semplewall on Rolling Stone now just did an interview with Michael Sure, and they asked about that. He's just like, well, is the kind of personality who like is so stressed out and so nervous all the time that like working out is a good way to relieve that. So like it makes sense that he's ripped. It's like also there's no reason for Chidi to be that ripped, but like, do you watch The Good Place? I one day. There's this nerdy bookish ga- character that like one time one day took a shirt off and he's got like a twelve pack. It's just like. Oh. But, and he's huge. He's but like, not just ripped. but he's, he's always he's always in like huge. button downs and sweaters. That's the joke of, like a, of
0: uh, Chris Hemsworth and the Girlbusters. Yeah. yeah, basically, yeah.
1: It's, but this, I mean, Chidi has a superhero body. that's superhero actors. But he's have. but he okay. was
2: buried under sweaters it's for two buried, and a half years. I see. He's
1: buried under Cosby sweaters. Okay. And then
2: he took his sweater off. He took his, his shirt off, and like the internet lost but, its mind. Just like, wait, what? You were hiding that the entire time. And they literally say. Oh, by the way, Chris and I were at a Marriott this morning for brunch. Shut up, Marriott, sponsored now and again. And there was at least one wedding party, if not two wedding parties. And men and women alike, Chris and I would have sex with all of them. Because they were, it was the most beautiful gathering of people.
0: Clearly a rich wedding, because you can't be... There can't be that many people who are that attractive. and They were all like to 25 to 35, money.
2: and all like nine plus. As,
0: Every one of them could have been in some sort of catalog of as clothing. As the only on this yeah. show
1: I am disappointed I was, and, as a nine. I am disappointed <laughs> that I wasn't at my calling here. Ah, you know. There
2: was Eight one and dude. And half, who, there
0: was one dude who looked like his style was taken from Jeff Hardy. So uh, I missed him. it. It went both.
2: I still ways. don't know that he existed because Chris is like, there he isn't. Like we looked over and like, he was gone. So I don't know that he's there. Chris might be seeing shapes.
1: One time, Kevo and I thought that one guy was two different guys at the gym. I would constantly be like, "Have you seen the guy in the red shirt with like the hair?" But he's like pretty jacked. But he's like kind of short. And Kevo's like,
2: "No, I saw the no. blue guy with uh, no he's, hair."
1: You no, know, he's like, I saw the guy in the red shirt, but he's like like average height, and he's like not that muscular. And I'm like. No, he's really short and he's Jack, and like eventually I'm like, found him, and Kevin's like, found him, and we're both like, hit!
0: Hey!
1: Oh. Well, at least we both want to fuck him.
0: You gotta get them in the fly machine together and then they'll be like the perfect fuckable species. Well, it's the same guy. Wait, I thought you were saying okay. that they were two separate it was people. All, no, no, it's they one thought guy that
1: we've, But also, this is the gym. You know what? So Chris, you were, like, that was the, the fly machine. Chris, that was, was the whole like, point of the story. When you said the fly machine, I'm like, wait, like the chest. Fly- I got yes. really confused. You're for totally a right. What
0: you were saying <laughs> get your is. your brain out of the gym. Exactly. For a the thing I was thinking of and not the thing that's This is, I completely think, the third wrong. time in
2: the last 18 hours that Chris has referenced, The Fly Machine, so I know exactly what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> Guess what body horror Cronenberg movie I've seen the most recently? The Fly? Anyway. Um,
2: I really do laugh
1: that loud in person.
0: So as... It tracks. So dedicated, critically. Um, now, I'm not paying much attention to your Entertainment Weekly's or Rolling Stones because I've talked before on the show about uh, Never Trust, a publication that is is taking advertisements from a record company that can really change the sure. reviews. But you know, your your pitchforks or your your indie kind of stuff, your uh I'm needle drops.
1: Go, I'm gonna go by meta scores. And sure. the meta score for this for uh all music is the highest all time meta score ever by wow. users. Okay. It has a ninety eight percent uh meta rating on Google it music.
2: Just beat out Tori Amos for the, the Oh yeah we talked about that in the green room yeah this was the strangest user. thing.
1: So the highest ever user Rating for an album was Scarlet's Walk by Tori Amos, which is one of my two favorite records by mm-hmm. Tori. In the Holy Grail of Tori music, there's a top three okay. albums, and it's Scarlet's Walk, <laughs> Boys for Pele, and Little Earthquakes. Those are the three. And inexplicably, Scarlet's Walk was still the best aggregate score of any album on the internet.
2: We learned that Nico is Metacritic, or Metacritic is Nico, one way or the other. Right.
1: Hey, it works out well for me. It just means I'm always right. Well, the
2: only me- I found Nico interesting was,
0: was that um, both Fantano and, um, and uh Nico Nico. Pitchfork. Both gave it, like, mid-7s. So, like, 7.4, 7.5. Is that good? Which, well, I mean... I when, mean you, when you adjust it for people who have reserved their 10s for Radiohead and Death Grips, then it's pretty fucking good, so I think. Cool.
2: people who have taste. Right.
0: Well, I just want to say, that's the same grading they gave emotions. So right. So, that means it is... This is... The critical uh, assumption is this is a parallel step and not a backwards
2: and forward. But step. But is there a question, like, if the same person has two albums where they're both a 7.5, for instance shouldn't that sort of in a weird way mean the second one is better because if the first one is that (sighs) or does it it mean the second one is worse Mm -hmm. because it's It's tough it's tough
1: so one of the really weird things about education that, that this country has lost sight of is once upon a time, um, the you TV were supposed show? to... What? The TV show? Yes, once upon a time. Exactly. There was a... Out of every 10 students, you were supposed to design it that one got an A, one got an F, two got a D, two got a B, and four got C's. This Classic C bell curve. Was, exactly. Yeah. And that was how things were supposed to be designed. And nobody really wants to hear that you're average. So I really understand how life has shifted so that we have put a higher... Quality of concentration on everyone getting an A, but genuinely, if a C is average, right? Just like let's say a C is average, that means you like like half the songs. And when an album costs nine dollars now, that means you like four fifty that you're gonna play forty-five times, and you're getting your money's worth.
2: Do you still buy albums like paper yeah, albums? Yeah, I do.
1: I um, I still buy records for specific people like tori like record like vinyl or like yeah. just cds vinyl
2: i, I
1: get re- uh vinyls okay. of special people that i might get signed or if it's something where i really want to hear the sound quality difference yes, same um i also get records of specific people who like i just want to frame it like if it's a an art piece like tori has a lot of really special edition but do, you buy, do you buy
2: cds anymore or no? yeah okay. i always oh, okay. buy
1: um a cd copy of something that i'm not buying a record of that i want the liner notes for okay, okay. So I don't do digital liner notes. I'll never listen to it. I just might open it up. But like I buy everything Janet, everything Mariah, no, everything. I notes. Never look and at I'm not judging as
2: we're recording in front of my 104 DVD racks where it's all physical media. No, I
0: mean I'm I'm going to grab this on vinyl as, as soon as I can. You know, I'm, I'm I now. still got to get emotion, but yeah. Yeah, it's tough to find. It's getting tougher to find side B especially. So are we in agreement with the critics, I guess, the the reasonable critics that this is At the very least, because we were nervous. I think our assumption was this is going
2: to be a step back. I was not. And we're okay with that. I want to give a shout-out to myself from a year and a half ago. You guys were like, it's not going to be as good as Emotion. And I was like, but what if it is? And you guys were like, no, it doesn't have to be. I was like, but what if it is? And guess what? It is. I mean, it is... I think
0: it's okay for an artist to stay the same album now. That's fine. Yeah. I think if you do that too often, you become the band that I liked when I was 18, who's been singing about the same thing for 15 years, and was like, listen, Jake, how are you still singing about getting out of your small Florida town? Like, I was into that when I was in high school, but now I'm 33, and you're still singing about that? What are we doing?
1: Well, it, it, it's Lincoln Park Syndrome. Where yeah. The first two Lincoln Park albums line up perfectly, like track by track, and uh, it's that those two Nickelback songs that you can play on top of each other, my end of the day, you either need to have increased in concept, you need to have increased in content, Mm -hmm. or you need to have increased in quality. And I don't need all three across the board. I don't even really need two of the three. If you can promise me one increase, I'll take it. And I genuinely do believe, while it is a a, a minuscule increase and it ranges song to song, I do believe that there is an increase here.
0: Okay, Joey?
2: I think it's too early for me to really say. Because mm, I've heard emotion probably 50 times, True. and I've heard this one eight. And I think it's easy for me to be like, oh yeah, it's as good, but also in you know, my heart, I don't know that it is. I mean, I think it probably is, but I also don't know that it is just because the first time I heard emotion, I mean, I feel like the first time I heard emotion was on an airplane. I don't remember where I was going, but I was like, oh my God, like this was made for me. And it, this, I love this new one. This new one is great, and I'm very happy listening to it. And I love, what we were saying this morning, I don't like, I I dislike zero songs Mm -hmm. and I love that about it, but I don't know that an album that came out a month ago or whatever can compare to on my dating profile. I like Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion album. Like is my first disclaimer. Like if you want to know who I am, this is me in like (laughs) Nicholas Cage, breakfast tacos, emotion and horror movies. And like, if that's Hmm. what you're looking for, that's a mean thing. And so, Send I don't need a gay you. That yeah, great. Or that's great. A lady you. That's great. That's what I'm looking for. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I don't know that I can compare the two. I know that it's more wonderful stuff. Yeah. It makes me want to go back to KISS. I know that KISS is a wildly different thing.
0: Hope we'll be doing that at some point. Yeah.
2: But I, I really appreciate it and listen. Like, I know that at one point in the in the history of the show, I was. Somehow going to be involved in the now and again or the the emotion minute, and yeah. I'm glad that I'm not because I don't have enough to say about the production. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy listening to you to sort of song explode or whatever the podcast is each Carly Rae song over ten or twelve minutes. There's
0: an actual episode of Song Exploder about a Carly oh. Rae song,
2: but I think it's really cool what you guys are doing and bouncing around and sort of you know going from song to song. and You're not overly gushing about each song, but you out in your core obviously love her and like each song to some extent, and I think it's really cool. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think the the best way I can summarize it is I'm probably on that same um, adjusted scale of seven point five. Like, i obviously push it up for me, um, but like I agree that it's kind of a a parallel step uh, or a a horizontal step versus a step up or a step back. And I was willing to accept like one step back, you know, um, because I, I had to believe that nothing could be as good as motion. And I've, I've had a conversation with someone about this where I was talking to her and she said, well, I listened to it once through and there wasn't a bop as hard as like, run away with me. And I was like, okay, sure. But did you get mad that like, would you have gotten mad that Off the Wall didn't have Thriller 2? And she was like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and I guess that's a fair, it's a fair criticism, I guess. And I kind of agree with that. I don't think there's any song on this that's a 10, but I don't think there's any song on this that's a 4. And I think Emotion does have those. So while I think the average of Emotion comes out to about a 7.5, I would say this Cold is time. like a 7.5 straight through, bowl straight down the alley strike. Like, this
1: is this is a rush blift to the head again.
0: Exactly. Just th- reverse. It's consistent all the way through, but the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low. And right now, I mean, between this and i I haven't listened to I, I own the Charlie Bliss final, but I haven't listened to it yet because I want to give it some time, but if every song is as good as the four singles that they released, like I think my one and two albums of the year are already locked in, kind of
1: hey, I'm about it. get that shit out the way early know what you like it's I just don't see
0: anything else coming in surprising me as hard as like established bands that I love and like, yeah okay, fuck you, like sorry, I'm not getting paid to be a critic, so there's going to be some personal stuff in there until yet. you pay me for it, so yeah um yeah pay me, so I, I can't I can't be. Uh, that uh, independence of the, the emotion that I feel from these albums, no pun intended. And uh, yeah, Dedicated is, I don't think any of us are saying that Dedicated is not fantastic. Like, we are all on board with this album, and we will be listening to it in our cars for the next year or so.
2: What I loved was like the 36 hours or whatever after it came out, and we all sort of listened to it at different times. Yep. We all at the same, we like, oh my, like, what? Oh, what? Yeah." And this then, because the, oh, yes, I, I was like, oh my God. And then, like, 18 hours later, Nico's like, oh my God. And then Chris was like, oh my God. I think the first
0: thing you said was, um, you know that the singles are good, but... What if every other song was as good? And then it, it is. It it's, is. It's there.
2: And I was like,
1: I will get to it when I get to it. I am cleaning today. <laughs> and then I got to it, and I was like, I am done cleaning. I am listening to this on the floor.
0: So much like we did the um, the bracket um, top of your head. I mean, you can look at the playlists, whatever. But like, too just much. throw it out there. Top two songs off of Dedicated right now.
2: Too much, and I'll be your girl. Uh,
1: you know, too much, and want you in my room.
0: I'm gonna say I'll be your girl in right words, wrong time, and that's just going with it, like, if and it was I just produced a little bit be better, third. it would maybe be my favorite Carly songs of all time. Yeah, Julian's probably third. Julian is up there as well. Um, automatic, automatically in Love is, and uh, Feels Right has been flying up my list. I on, love on No Drug listens. Like Me. So good, so good. That was the first song of all of the releases that I really was like, oh, I'm excited. That bass line is great. I'll boom, Be Your Girl, boom, I feel like, boom, is kind of the rock boom, band song boom, boom. of this album, and I'm uh, yeah. I'm very into it. Again, it's kind of...
2: Well, I told you, I want you to create that so I can just do that one intro little riff and that's yeah, it.
0: It's it's fun. Any negatives to the album you nope. can think of off the top of your head? There's I think the product there's some production issues, but other than that, no.
1: I mean my only real negative about this record is and as as much as all the flattering, beautiful things we've said about it, was it worth three, four years? Will it be worth another three, four years if we don't get another side B? How do we feel about that? This might be the album that continues to define her into the twenty twenties. Do you think we won't
0: get a dedicated side B in another year?
1: I don't know. It really depends on how music's shifting because side B was an element of the leftover reality of the continued popularity of larger records.
0: I feel like she she said she did about one hundred fifty songs for this too. I mean, but there's like a, a session too. Number.
1: But what Carrie Helson did two hundred and fifty songs for that one album, and she had like two singles.
0: I mean, between like. I feel like both of us have probably written two hundred fifty songs, but how many of them are good?
1: Yeah, exactly. And like we said, yeah. you know, all of them. So no. many of her songs are thematically similar. So yeah. I don't want to hear "Want You in My Room" and "Need You in My House" and "Hope You Come By My Apartment." Well,
0: that's the lesson, Jay Conundrum. I was saying, if if she Swing does this album, if she does this album again, <laughs> me in the shed. <laughs> I think the fact that she solidified it and made probably the best version. Drop on by this, my bomb shelter. <laughs> that she could. Um, if she does this again, we're gonna hit, There's gonna be a problem. Like, Maa bodega. the next album has to evolve in some
1: oh, way. What if she puts out a rap album? Well, but but here's my question Lil Yachty on every track. I am not making any kind of ageist statement because I'm 33, and Chris can vouch for the music I've been sending I'm him. I'm about to be 33. I think so. I'm 22, but I wonder what's going to happen Jonah when she's right. That's dating a, that's dating a <laughs> when it just <laughs>
0: averages out. And <laughs> but,
1: yeah, right? We're you're both basically 20. Your
0: dick's 27.
1: Yeah. It's got Which means bump. it has
0: one year to die to be cool.
1: Oh, can't wait for my dick to die! 27 so, Club. Um, it's going to be a booty bump, and it's going to join the club. So, Amy
0: Winehouse. Uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, Nico's dick. <laughs> <Joplin>. <laughs> so uh
1: So, Jam is son of God. Yep. And um, I... Wait, what was I saying? Uh, Only
0: you the know The conclusion of the album, if, if the next one is, is like this one. Cool,
1: this has been down oh, again. Oh, wait, wait, right, okay. she's 40, and she's still like... Hey, who wants to bop with right. me? Wait,
0: how old I'm, is she?
2: Thirty-three. She's our she's, age oh, like exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think
0: she's a little like same year but different months. So, partially. like,
1: if she's thirty-four and that's cool, it's, it's, but at like forty-six, if she's pulling a Madonna and she's like, "I want to make out with Drake's son," and like she's trying to like still get the kids to hang with her at the mall, I'm gonna find it really uncomfortable. Right? It, less than Jake could sing. I'm so bored of this town. From like when I was eighteen
0: to twenty one, but the fact that they're still singing about it and I'm 33 means I don't give a fuck about this band. Like, Carly can't still be sad about a boy, and I think there was an evolution of that concept on this album.
1: Oh, 100%, that's the storyline we're talking about. exactly.
0: But I think if she doesn't there's not some wiggle room on the next album. Then we're gonna start to see some uh, regression, like to the mean, like uh, um, diminishing returns.
1: You know, Janet Jackson had the Velvet Rope, which is one of the most revealing looks into mental illness ever. And the follow-up record started with the the line, "All the girls at that party look at that body shaking that thing like you never did see. So got a nice package, all right? Because I'm gonna have to ride it tonight." And it featured samples okay. from America, and it featured samples from Carly Simon, and it featured guest raps by missy elliott and it was just not the same record so you know artists can have an incredible piece of art and then say hey i want to do something frivolous this is interesting because this is her doing something frivolous artistically i'd be interested to see what the slide back would be
2: i got nothing else
0: well i think i asked what your favorite songs were on the album and i don't even know if we got to that answer we did but i'm we, just gonna ask we did two we did okay our favorite twos is anyway. there a song on this album last question then we're gonna go away are there any songs that grab you emotionally no pun intended, Julian. Always pun intended, I guess. When Julian, I say it's it's
1: the breathy performance. It's the it's the dedication. <laughs> it's the <laughs> oh no! It's the emotional honesty that she puts into every it's note. It's the kiss of her words. Oh, yeah, God. it's the it's the call me maybe. It's the tug of, of war between
0: love and hate. God, yeah. kill me.
1: It's the it's the side B. It's the that soundtrack. It's the it's the Owl City song. <laughs> I think it's too much. I think it's okay. just you know. It's he thinks it's too much, so he can't be part of this.
2: Oh, yeah. feels right. I don't think
1: it's enough. Feels right might be the best song. <laughs> Too ever. much and
2: feels right. Stop it. <laughs> it might
1: be the best song ever written about
0: hooking up on the next one. You know, you shouldn't and yes, it's a real feeling. Yeah. Uh it's
1: a real feeling. You much
0: like Run Away with Me grabbed me in two thousand fifteen. Like at a certain situation in my life, and while it may always be my favorite song, right now, uh, Feels Right is, I think, feel. I, don't th- I think Feels it, Right. Feels Right. It's a it's a tough story to tell in a song, and I think Feels Right does it really well.
2: Wait, have you talked about on the show about how? She samples the wolf from Nightcall on. Has it run away with me?
0: And now she samples a, a, a song Popeye. from a Popeye soundtrack. Like she had to like yeah, lobby like, Disney to get it oh, right the where she. I yeah. did
2: that thing where she went to Disney World and got oh. Mickey Mouse's autograph. Do we answer this?
0: Disneyland. Do you guys like He Needs Me or Not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, he me. Once, once I realized
0: it was basically a Hall of Notes, it was the song that the first time through, I was like, I'm skipping this every time. The next time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I get it. I know what we're doing here and I'm into it. Dedicated's good? Dedicated's good. Thumbs up around the board. Thumbs Thumbs up around the board. Cool. Uh, This has been Now and Again, Emotion Minute, Snap Reactions to Dedicated.
2: The Snap Reaction, that took 45 minutes to do a Snap Reaction.
0: Like a snapping, like a a war between the Sharks and the Jets.
2: Thanos snapping. Hey, HTML, check it out. Uh, Hey,
0: assholes, where, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Now and Again... Which? What's this? Oh fuck! Okay, you can <laughs> with your childhood friend, best uh, childhood best friend Chris.
1: Yeah, childhood best friend Chris. That's you me. can find me on uh, h- uh, HTML with my uh, childhood best husband KevO, and you can no, find me on XS for podcast <laughs> with my childhood best boyfriend Jonah, oh, no. and no. you can find me on my comic book with my uh, my comic book comic comic. And his childhood best friend Cyclops. And my childhood best Nico's fr- friend. No.
2: brain just broke.
1: Nico is floor- <laughs> binary, 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 binary. You can find me on Instagram at NicoAction, though I don't know why you would.
2: N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N.
1: There's a lot of action on that Instagram. <laughs> there sure is. Anybody else, for the love of God, save me from my own voice.
2: Too Fast, too Forever, every other Tuesday, Tom Tom Club. every Friday, CageClub.me, just poke around.
1: Yeah, I'm at ChrisPodcasts on the Twitter.
0: Uh, send in your reactions to Dedicated. We'd love to hear them. At ChrisPodcasts, just fucking slide into my DMs, or nowandagaincast at gmail.com. And if you still want to fill out your Carly Ray Carly May Madness bracket. That's a thing now. Your Jep song. Send it in. Send in your favorite Jep song. Uh, and
1: ooh, but can we call it Carly Ray June song because oh, it's June? No. We also, can only do that if pride. we do.
0: We can Happy Pride.
1: Happy Pride, faggots. Happy. <laughs> okay.
0: We can only do Carly Ray June song if we do Avril April.
1: What? Well, can we also do Carly Ray July song? April Levine. Car- oh, ooh. April Levine's
0: good.
2: Carlos. it It's five is- years. when
1: we do that? This is also terrific. I'm so proud of this. Okay, bye. bye. We'll catch we'll you on the flip
2: bye. 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 Bye.